October 2, 2021. So watch for Pedro Show. Well, I, I don't know. Uh, it's according to the individual. You find uh, many times a man uh, may feel that he's the situation is all right with him, where another man may say, well, that situation is no good for you. Oh, you see. So it's a matter of a man knowing himself just what he wants, you know. And uh, that way, I mean, it's according to his values. You see, if he, if he doesn't mind a certain sort of treatment, then uh, I'm sure he can get it, so he can find it somewhere. If he does mind it, then he doesn't have to put up with it. In my opinion, at the stage, at this stage of the game, where I'm at now, mm -hmm. stage, uh, I'm, uh, I don't care too much for playing uh, clubs consistently. Now, there was a time when this felt all right to me because my music, I felt I had to play a lot to work it out, you see. But uh, now I don't think that was absolutely where it was at, but I had to find it out myself. It's like so, moving to the country. Yeah, I had to go through this thing, you know, where, and now I don't feel this is necessary. I think that it is a matter of being able to be at home and in and to go into yourself, you know, more. In other words, like the years before I was playing, you, you know, every night. And uh, as such, I don't feel, I don't, uh, the, the situation involving the club is not an ideal one for me now.
<laughs> Mike from Pedro Show, happy Saturday. We got to revisit, people. Very, very fortunate. Have back on what Pedro Show? Brother Tom Hamilton, welcome back aboard, Tom. Well, thank you. Great to be here. I should tell the listeners, we had a little bit of John Train talk to Frankowski in November 66. And then collab you did with Al Margolis, Bitter Force. Right. And right. Uh, pretty recent, right? Yeah, we did that uh, uh, this this last summer. And, uh, you know, it was one of those uh, uh, collaborations out of, out of necessity, out of uh, the necessity of the moment in that he did his tracks, I did my tracks. And uh, then we, um, I put them together in Pro Tools after that. And uh, I should tell you one thing about that is, is that we each had, we each had a score that we had made for an event that didn't happen a couple of years ago, but we still had our scores. And uh, we uh, decided that we would use those scores. So he went and, and used his score and produced his tracks. I went and produced my tracks from my score. I misread my score so that uh, everything that I, that I did had, had a, a fundamental calculation error in it let's say and i put them together and they sounded pretty good anyway <laughs> shows to go you but also i think the other lesson is don't throw anything away because down the no. road right <laughs> no right everything can be repurposed even if it gets fucked up in the repurposing it becomes manifest in your work i know well we'll probably use those scores again and it'll be something entirely different <laughs> shows to go you yeah so so yeah. In these four months, besides that summer project, what have you been doing? Well, I oh geez, uh, I've been working on uh, a, a number of things that got put out on Bandcamp, and I think we're going to play some of them today. Right. And uh, also, I I do a lot of work for the uh, for the Robert Ashley Ensemble which is an experimental opera ensemble. And we have a production coming up uh, at Roulette in uh, in a few weeks. So there's been a lot of work on that. And there was, uh, we made a CD and uh, you know, we, it's a, a, one of those projects again, that was delayed just because of, of COVID. Yes, it's so, yeah. so we bear with it and we uh, navigate it the best we can. Like they said, in vaudeville work the room. Yeah. <laughs> now roulette. I have a recording of Tenko doing a vocal. That's a that 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 place is is great for uh, very adventurous music. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And to keep on keeping on like they have. That's so bitching. Yeah. Well, it's taken on. Uh, it's 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 taken on different forms and shapes and different venues, and now it's out in Brooklyn. Right. Right. And uh, you know, they they you know it's it's. It's the right tool for the right job, you know. Yes, sir. Yeah, as well as the audiences, you know. Which is a so, big part of it, right? You need gig right. goers, you yeah. need listeners. Absolutely. Even if it's Absolutely. the same people just taking turns yeah. for each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hope it isn't quite that. You know? <laughs> but if it is, that's kind of okay, too, because... That's fine. Right, sure. right, right. Now, you gave me this other music, something you did, I guess... For Eric Richards, an elegy? And this is just yes. an excerpt? Let me play uh it.
does it go? The confidence. Some days I'm strong and defenseless.
man can't breathe, what did he do? Shot while sleeping, what did she do? Shot while jogging, what did he do? Not a goddamn thing, we know it's true. All lives won't matter until black lives do. We've got a problem. It's not fake news. It's not fake news. It's not fake news. We've got a problem. Deflection blue. Does a fascist do Create diversion From simple truth Stoke the fear of the other Fear of the immigrant Make us less than human When we resist We deny science Stifles dissent Turns us on each other Doesn't even flinch The more he says it Doesn't make it true When he invents the crisis Deflection blue Simple truth, simple truth is not fake news. It's not fake news. It's not fake news. The more he says it, doesn't make it true. We've got a problem. Deflection blues. What does he do? What does he do?
for Pedro show start that chunk of music off with an excerpt from Elegy for Eric Richards from Tom Hamilton then we had Ryan James Mobby with Other Light Neil Turpin from his brand new record Herculean Song this is a drummer man that decided to learn and play everything uh, ID du Femel brand new Stories and it's spelled that way people S-I-C 
Log Tall Deb and Colin John. Colin John was on a show a couple weeks ago, and this is something he gave me. Deflection Blues. Bombas Prendon out of D.C. area. With me. We meet in digital spaces. I think this is them uh, figuring a way to collab in real time without trading files by uh, working in big fudgy spaces so the latency thing don't hold sway. Verma's Dolimbo with their uh, new album out of Brazil in a tune, Itipoa. Itapo, Itapoa. <laughs> I fucking, I fuck up everything. I'm sorry. Uh, SLWCC Watt, brand new collab I did with uh, Sam Lockward, Nava City. This is I Statements. And finally, Mimi Gerard, Video Dance 3. And it's an excerpt from Tom Hamilton. Uh, next time, we're going to hear uh, third, number one, but for some reason, he wanted three ahead of one, I think. So, but but let, let's let Mr. Hamilton explain his own words. Okay. <laughs> what should I explain? Why three before one? But first, oh, I don't first, know. I I I didn't do that. Oh, you did okay. that. I did that. Okay. <laughs> I think I was trying to go chronologically on your uh, little list that you gave me. I I I only gave you the the, the files in in uh, whatever. Uh, alphabetical order they get sorted. But, but in. there was a paper thing, uh, I mean, a chart that also gave a date. And I think that's what I went by, reverse chronological. Uh, but then let's, <laughs> let's fucking get into Elegy for, uh, who, who's Eric Richards? Eric Richards was a very unique uh, composer who lived in New York uh, his whole life. And he was also a close friend of of mine and my wife. And uh, so we saw Eric quite a lot in the last 20 years. And um, he was, we were frequent dinner companions, as well as just uh, many, many conversations about music and so forth. At any rate, he uh, was, uh, he he had lots and lots of friends who, who he was, uh, uh, very well known too. He wasn't necessarily that well known uh, to to the public. At any rate, um, he passed away in in uh, March of uh, April of 2020, and uh, we just missed him. And I just wanted to do something that uh, I felt in some way was sort of guided by his spirit or influenced in some way, not in the music itself, but in maybe the decisions about the music. And uh, there were those moments I'd say, well, what would Eric do? And it was just a sort of a way of, 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 of thinking about him some more. Was there musical stuff you learned from him? Well, I, only to the, to the standpoint of, uh, you know, like I have with uh, so many of the people that I have become friends with other composers is, is the pretty much stick to your guns at all costs. And uh, what was singular about uh, Richard's way of doing that? Well, that he, uh, he created theoretical ensembles for impossible combinations of instruments <laughs> <laughs> with the anticipation that these things would be recorded. Sure. And then in the pieces that could be performed live, 
they were also layered with multiples of uh, of uh, the same instruments, and uh, that the scores themselves were guided by things that that were um, uh, maybe uh, references that were sort of unknown to the rest of us until you actually opened a score and you would see some of these things. Uh, many of his scores were very graphic, very uh, detailed in, in uh, and sort of beautifully rendered and uh, mysterious at the same time. He was a mysterious fellow. And so you, you're saying the manuscripts were like works unto themselves. They were. They absolutely were. Yeah, you know, I got a... The Smithsonian's got a copy of John Coltrane's uh, manuscript for A Love Supreme, and it's kind of like that. It's not just the instructions, you know. You can see yeah. a part of the artist in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's well. These thing. these could get very graphical at times. Okay, we're sure. at the end of the first hour, October two, twenty twenty one. Just Pedro's special guest again, Tom Hamilton. A whole time for hour two. October 2, 2021, it's the second hour. A lot from Beatrice.
Lock for Pedro show. We start off the second hour. And this is me, Big Gerard, Video Dance 1. And it's an excerpt, Tom Hamilton. And I was confused. Actually, this one did come before the third one. But but uh, I'm going to have Tom explain about uh, who Mimi Gerard uh, and uh, these uh, pieces are about anyway. Go ahead, Tom. Well, Mimi Gerard is a uh, choreographer and uh, a dancer. And uh, I had been following her work since the 70s. And I happened to see her company. She had a touring company uh, in the 70s. And I was living in St. Louis in those days. And she appeared there a couple of times with these uh, main stage productions. And I was just fascinated with the way that they uh, coordinated uh, lights with uh, live action and everything was computer controlled. And I, I was just very fascinated with it. And there was another coincidence where I went to her studio uh, in, uh, in 19, about 1979. And I went to a lecture that she did there with her husband, James Seawright. And uh, they talked about how things were coordinated, how they used computers and, and so forth. And then years later, uh, just a couple of years ago, uh, I went to a video dance concert that she did here in New York. I introduced myself and she said, I'd like to hear some of your music. So I sent her some. And the next thing I knew, I was doing a piece for her. And uh, so in video dance one, <laughs> we're going to hear about uh, half the piece. And um, we just video <laughs> Yeah, and video dance three, the other excerpt, we're going to hear uh, about a third, third of the piece, fourth of the piece, maybe. So yeah. those, so those things were done uh, about not a year apart, but maybe about nine months apart. And 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 how did she inform you? Did she give you a video of the dance, or did she explain in words? No, okay. no, this was all pre-scored. Uh, we had very little talk about it. I, I knew some of the uh, earlier things she had done because she had uh, posted uh, videos on Vimeo or YouTube. I could see those things. I started out by working with some of the sound material that to me was a similar procedure and was reminiscent of the things that I was working with in the 70s when I first started seeing her work. So I wanted to start from that point. And so uh, that, that's the first kind of thing that you'll hear are some of the ways of, uh, of uh, making, making uh, notes, making sequences uh, that I did back then. Although now I do those things with computers. Back then I did them with analog synthesizers. Whoa. And then we heard Ben Salter from Tasmania with Destitution, 10,000 Pounds, Spiderwebs from Moto and uh, Baltimore, James Twig, Harbor, Rubber O, Cement with Kidney, Hairs, Bind, Styptic, Xmas, Maladies. <laughs> what a fucking title. Uh, you know, that's uh, Brutal Sound Crew uh, people. And uh, Anna Pagolo, Tom Hamilton, an excerpt, Stone into Water. Enlighten us, Tom. Well, Anna Pangelou, who is, a, uh, <laughs> who is a, a, a singer living in Athens. And uh, we met 
uh, several years ago when we were both working on a piece of uh, by Alvin Lussier that was presented at Documenta in Athens. And uh, we just sort of hit it off and became friends. And uh, we decided to cook up a project together. And it really started with uh, a photograph that she took of uh, some fallen columns in a park in Athens. And I looked at those photographs. Uh, well, I looked at several photographs she had taken. And I used one and converted the photograph, the image itself, into sound. And uh, I presented that as a score, the, the manipulations themselves, just the sort of the Pro Tools file. I sent her uh, that, as well as a recording. And she took that as a score and created a voice part uh, that, uh, that completed the piece. Yeah, you've been to Acropolis. So many people have walked there that the, the rocks are all shiny and smooth. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. So this was, the, yeah, this was a column. And the one quality of that column is with these large columns is from a distance, all the, all the fluting, all the grooves look very straight. And the closer you get up to them, the more of uh, the imperfections you see. And it's those close-up imperfections that uh, I used to my advantage in making, in generating the music for it, in generating the the electronic part. Wow! Yeah, things appear smooth, but you get close. That reminded me of yeah. that whole movie Eraserhead. <laughs> if you look close enough, you're going to find dirt. Uh, <laughs> here's something that's just plain old Tom Hamilton: Habitat Paradox. Thank <laughs> you. 
Okay. <laughs> what for Pedro show? Start that chunk of music with Tom Hamilton. Habitat, Habitat Paradox. The Northern Jaw. Sweeping motion. Samuel Locke Ward. Yeah, the other part of SLWCC. What? Glory Forever. The fee is brand new. I think out of Cincinnati. Mastermind. And finally, Hamilton Frisconi Ostrowski with Experiment Zoom to it. And this is dangerous to assume, but I think this might have been a, in a real-time collab online. Yes, yes, it was. And uh, so it was Experiment Zoom 2, and it was the third 10-minute uh, jam from that session. And, and we, uh, we formed this little trio uh, in, the, in the early days of, of COVID. And uh, we would uh, we we treated it like a band. I mean, we would get together on Tuesdays and rehearse and talk about format and all that. And then sort of during the week, we would um, have other little test sessions, just technical sessions. And then on Thursday, uh, we would uh, we would do a, a really a, it became like a formal concert and uh, uh uh, we had a. We also had a producer for the concert, Amanda Remus, who uh, just coordinated everything and coordinated the audience into the Zoom event, and uh, we just loved doing it. Uh, eventually, I had to stop uh, because uh, the setup for me in my little space was complicated enough that I couldn't easily switch back to the other things that I needed to do all week long. So I did it for about six, eight weeks, and uh, um, uh, we had guests once in a while, and it was it was a terrific experience for us. How did you deal with the latency problem, Tom? Well, we just uh, <laughs> we did music that was uh, let's say had a different sense of time than music that's organized by bars and beats. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm just yeah. I knew I know. I hear the thing, and I know you guys did it, so I, I just was interested in the techniques. I think that's what the uh, Obama's Prending guys did, too. They, they Built into the performance was like enough wiggle room so people didn't yes. have to be yeah goose-stepping together, which is right. kind of weird anyway. <laughs> uh, tell me about Habitat Paradox. Well, uh, Habitat Paradox started just started as a demo. I just needed... <laughs> I needed to put together uh, a, an oral score for uh, other performers to improvise with. And uh, just and so I wanted to test out some elements. And uh, so I just did a mix and I said, well, you know, this sounds pretty good the way it is, just as, a, as an electronic track. So um, that's maybe part of the paradox. The other part of the paradox <laughs> is that is that I found that if I uh, that if I select words at random and put them together, sometimes it works. You know, <laughs> so it's just it's just the proximity of those two words, habitat habitat paradox, that kind of sounds like a title. Yeah, Even though it, it means nothing, of course, or it means everything, <laughs> or everything. <laughs> it's a, uh, when you can find words that are open ended like that, then the listeners, yeah, you can involve the fucking. It's not just a diary entry, yeah. 
Right. Yeah. That, uh, inclusive. And like you were saying, those performances you did with your, your buddies there, uh, they were like, they were gigs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. We practiced, we rehearsed, we, uh, you know, we didn't argue though. So it wasn't okay. really, it like wasn't like real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, I guess you could say, you know, in my own way, I quit the band. Right. You know? Right, right, so. right, right, right. You, uh, hung up your pollster. But you know what? Uh, yeah, future belongs to fish. You had you had to keep switching over because your music thing is a real day to day thing. So it's it's got to be practical like that. That's right. I I do a lot of audio production. Yeah, yeah, uh, for yeah. Myself and, and for mean. other people. Yeah. And so and things so, ain't ready to go. It's a real fucking clog on the creativity. Uh, yeah, and uh, pulling things out of a closet, finding the right cables, and packing it all up again. And uh, it got to be, you know, just the sort of o overhead that it is for a real gig. Right, so, right, you know, right. a little less. Slender. I make your packing list, you know, then you forget <laughs> something. Right. Well, well, we call it a donate. You never forget or you never lose anything. No, you just donate. Right. <laughs> We're at the end of the second hour, October 2nd, 2021. Dish <laughs> special guest, Tom Hamilton. Hold tight for our three. October 2nd, 2021. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show.
I'm a fellow thing to be other than completely carcinogenic, and it's... I'm, 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 I'm known, to be known to be deleterious, you know, so... Well, I like, like, remember when knowledge was a model therapy? You know, when, when, when white noise, you know, was some Aryan squabble of a time, you know, the short sentence was the key in the generation of, 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 of the next. A gift? You know, I'm not for gifts to be gifts, they have a cost to be banal. I'm not for, for the subject to be character. Good idea. 
for Pedro Show. Start off third hour. Miguel Frascone. Tom Hamilton with Modern Dilemma. Then Black Humor. You can have it. If Buana. Mr. Al Margolis of Chester, New York. Mixed Opinions. And finally, Tom Hamilton. Man alone. Chris, cross, Chris with a crossfade. So let's begin with the uh, this uh, duet with Miguel Frisconi. Right. Right. Well, uh, you know, we wanted to, Miguel has been using uh, a lot of uh, current analog electronics. And I used to do that. I used to, in the days, in the 70s, uh, I had... Uh, access to all sorts of uh, ARP synthesizers and, and Serge synthesizers. And, uh, uh, but I had sort of progressed to what's called virtual analog, and I have a Nord module or keyboard. And so Miguel and I thought, well, wouldn't it be nice to sort of uh, do, let's see, you know, compare and contrast in a way. So I, um, I went to his place. He lives in Connecticut. And we um, we lay down the tracks. I got to tell you one thing about it is is that at, after we recorded, we did this and we we did the initial recording in a day, and so he gave me the tracks to uh, work with in Pro Tools. Uh, he gave them to me to, the separate tracks to take home, uh, and, and I had a thumb drive, and we transferred everything to my thumb drive. And somehow on, on the train home, the thumb drive uh, slipped out of my pocket, unbeknownst to me. And uh, I got home, and there was no thumb drive. And uh, uh, a little bit later, I got a text message from somebody who was on the same train, or on a later train, but the same seats, who found the thumb drive and found it with my name and cell phone number on it and figured if it was important enough for me to put my name and phone number on, there must be something important in there. And she texted me and she said she was going to be in Manhattan and uh, we could arrange to meet. And I immediately met her that morning and uh, got these things back. Now, of course, Miguel had a copy, but, uh, you know, I just thought it was a really... Great gesture by a stranger. But the lesson in there is that if you have a thumb drive, <laughs> get a little P-Touch labeler, you know, and uh, put put your name and your cell phone number on on the drive. Yeah. You'll thank me. You'll thank me when you do it. I'm thanking ahead of time, Tom. Yeah. Truly. And I thank that lady, too, for being bitching and honest. That's right. Yeah, it's beautiful. And so... Why Modern Dilemma? Well, that was another one of those things where we picked a lot of, uh, we, <laughs> we we just picked a lot of words at random and oh. shuffled them around and, and just ended up with, I think there were five tracks or six tracks on that album. And so we ended up with some pairs of words and, uh, and I don't know, you know, th that was just, that was one track, but, uh, I guess I could get I could get the CD out and uh, I could read the other names. <laughs> it's part. You, of they would make about as much sense. I okay. Mean, okay. Uh, and 
I bet you Chris with CrossFit is way more uh, anchored it in is. reality. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Chris Mann was a poet, composer, and uh, performer of his work. He was uh, sort of an incredible artist. He spoke very fast uh, and was um, was a true genius. And as well as a friend, and he died several years ago, and there was a um, memorial for him, and they asked people to do something five minutes or less, and so this is what I did. He had previously published some of his recordings of his spoken word on his website uh, just and said, do with them what you want. So I took some of his uh, recording. And I converted those things into sounds that of my own. And of course, I made a literally made a crossfade from one to the other. And <laughs> Hence there the was the title. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and here's so some. I, yeah. Here's some uh, other Tom Hamilton man alone smoothie.
spinning dreams with shared features. Work continues through sleeping, shimmer, shudder, channel space, oscillator. Be together in this heart vibration. Always in this now. Connected communities of care emerging, learning, sharing, listening, being together in love. The strength of opening possibility we draw, we remember, understand, begin to spinning, allowing ourselves each other. Heart in process forever and ever and then.
Live from Pedro Show. Last music for this edition. Tom Hamilton with Smoothie. Then uh, God's Teeth in the Interstellar Tropics out of Brighton, England with Now. Kazuya Ishigami with Lumerian Memory. And finally, Sebastian Shadow Region 4. Tom Hamilton. Explain, please, Mr. Tom. Uh, which should I explain? Smoothie. First. I want both to explain, please. <laughs> okay. Smoothie. Smoothie uh, Smoothie comes from uh, an interesting project by a fellow named Mark uh, Weidenbaum. He has a project called Disquiet Junto. And what it is is that he sends out an assignment every week uh, to people, uh, if they want, to create a short piece based on some premise or another. And, and frankly, I forgot what the premise was for Smoothie. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I participated for a while, and it was just great to do these little assignments. I think I did maybe three of them, and I just included this one uh, because I needed a single, right? Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, but it, it's a wonderful project. It's it's still going on. Disquiet Hunto. And so what it is 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 you you make your piece, and then you. You post it uh, in a certain way to SoundCloud, and then people comment on it, and uh, and so forth. And, people uh, uh, give us challenges to help us grow. Yeah, exactly. I That's what it. I, I thought. It. Yeah. And so, Sebastian yeah. Shadow Region Four. So Sebastian Shadow was a um, uh, uh, six-part piece that I did in 1996. So this is my only old piece. Right. I told see, you I see how I went more, uh, reversed. More or less current, but I decided I would lie and give you one older one. And and Sebastian Shadow took a short Bach fugue and uh, I stretched the notes out essentially to make almost like chord changes for a new piece that had lots of fast notes. And so it was a con sort of a constantly changing arpeggiation in a way uh, and uh, a sort and in, in some ways it was sort of diffracting all the counterpoint in, uh, in that fugue. So it took some, something, the, the original fugue was about four minutes and I stretched it into an hour, yeah. but you never hear you never hear that stretched piece. You only hear uh, what I did, right? What, uh, which what is which is made of a lot of fast notes. And then I divided that into six sections according to some proportions that I've promptly forgotten about now. <laughs> That's okay. It's 1996. See, yeah, I went in reverse chron. So this was the oldest stuff you gave me. And, and what are you doing right now? What am, well, well, you're talking uh, right to me, now, of course. <laughs> I, 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 I'm getting ready, as I said, for another uh, uh, Robert Ashley production oh, called right. El Aficionado. And uh, the, 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 the long-term project for this year is I'm going to do a concert at Roulette at Brooklyn as part of the Interpretation Series there, uh, May 12th. And so I'm working on a, a larger-scale piece for that. Unknown. I don't even have any random words for the title yet. So, whoa, yeah. it's still to become. Well, yes, I love the way that you got something always on the stove. You know that that's great, and the invite is always open to come back on the show. You know, 
And you can play 30-year-old stuff if you want, 50-year-old, <laughs> you know, or, or the stuff from next week. <laughs> I think I there is 50-year-old. Sad to say, I think there is 50-year-old stuff. <laughs> That's okay, right? You got a litter trail behind you. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but it's full of very interesting works. I just love, from somebody like me on the bass trying to learn music, you are such an inspiration. Thank you so much, Tom. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. It's just really great to be here. Okay, just brother. Lots of fun. Yeah. People, it's been October 2, 2021 Dishwap Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.